Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And I know as uh, uh, in my role as a consultant, there has been an ongoing conversation with leaders, with individuals, with parents, um, and even youth that there is a level of fatigue, depletion that people are experiencing. And that's actually why we kicked off year two with our theme, Harmony Over Hustle, because recognizing that trying to run after particular things that we believe will make us happy or will bring us peace actually (laughs) can end up leaving us exhausted. And it's really pursuing harmony, not balance, not the illusion of doing everything well, perfectly Mm -hmm. with the same amount of energy. It's harmony, being able to prioritize. And my guest on this episode As a leader, I have learned from her. I have been blessed by her. I've been encouraged by her. And she has created opportunities for me that have helped me to get to this moment I am in right now. So being able to create space and time for all of you, to learn from her wisdom is absolutely um, a, a opportunity for me to say thank you and gratitude to who she has been to my life. But if you have not grabbed a piece of paper yet, now would be the time <laughs> because she is going to come forth with a wisdom um, and lived experience as a leader that I know in any thirsty or dry or depleted place you are living in, you will be filled and refilled, not just by her practical um, wisdom, but the God wisdom that I know she lives out. So let me tell you a little bit about who our guest is. And I call her Lady Dale. But her full name is Dale Sharpley, and she is the First Lady of Jones Memorial Baptist Church. And she is a vessel that has been and is being used by God in order to utilize her organizational skills, her gifts, her generosity, and her talents with an extensive list of organizations. But I'll just name a few the National Baptist Convention of USA, the Congress of Christian Education, and Sunday School Publishing Board Conference. She is the CEO 
of Destined for Greatness Associates, which is an event planning business, and the CEO and executive director of the nonprofit organization called Teaching to Change Lives Incorporated, which focuses on providing tools and resources and training that develops, equips, and prepares believers to engage in progressive and productive ministry. And I just want to pause there because I know her heart and her faith, and she has given uh, me allowance as she has joined in on this journey for me that regardless of your faith, she the teaching to change lives is about being able to provide you with principles that come from biblical context, but are principles that are transferable across your life. So regardless of your faith, if you want to operate from a place of integrity and truth, teaching to change lives is an organization that you want to watch and follow. She has also been blessed with the responsibility of being the founder and organizer of WOW. And I know there are many WOW sisters right now. If you are on Facebook, I want you to hit that love, that heart button. I know you are out there. And WOW is an acronym for Women of Wellness. She has, through this ministry, she's been able to lead numerous successful workshops, seminars, conferences, and retreats since 2012. WOW has been featured in the National Baptist Conventions, a quarterly Christian education magazine, which is called The Informer. And she is married to her best friend. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> pastor Paul Lee, who is the pastor and the teacher and the guide and just all things wisdom yes. behind Jones Memorial Baptist Church right here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. One of the churches who is absolutely, again, reaching those who are believers, but also recognizing that we have a role of being light and truth to the community around us. Amen. And so there are many initiatives that Jones Memorial um, supports and uh, provides to the greater community um, and greater outskirts of Philadelphia. So, I think you now have a little bit of an inkling of why I'm so excited and so humbled to have and welcome Lady Dale Sharp Lee to the flip side of adversity conversation. Welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. V. I can't even begin to tell you how much I appreciate just, you know, your heartfelt love for me and for the assignment that the Lord has given to me. Um, from the very beginning, when we first met, I will never forget the introduction that came by way of Tina Pelzer. Yes. And at the moment that you were introduced to me, the Lord said in that moment, remember her. And little do I, little did I know in that moment what that was going to turn into. But I'm so grateful and so thankful um, that you have made some space for me to come here and have a conversation with you. You know what? I, I appreciate that you're grateful, but it honestly is out of gratitude. I have never, and we're going to talk about wow. So yes, hmm, 
<laughs> Women of Wellness, I know you are out there and we are going to talk in depth about WOW. But as I think about the very first question of the hundreds of women you have served through the Ministry of Women of Wellness, that you did not know me in that moment. And I posted on Facebook this week how I don't know if you realize that Living Strong was only about two weeks old. And it literally, oh I had just come um, out of surgery and I had been on bed rest uh, instituted by the physicians. And I, God did a download of all of the things that I have been being disobedient about mm. and kind he of do that. pausing and saying, oh, I'm not ready mm -hmm. for that mm -hmm. and completely put a halt to everything. And on the flip side of coming out of that space and just completely getting to a place of obedience, whatever uh, my assignment is, I'm going to do it do it in a fearless way, not hmm. in my strength, but, but recognizing God has my back. Mm -hmm. In those two weeks, Tina, <laughs> in <laughs> no other way than truly First Lady Tina Pelzer mm -hmm. could do, mm -hmm. said, you need to come to this conference with me. With me. And I said, well, I don't have any money. She said, it's all right, I'll, we will figure it out. Mm -hmm. And we did. And we did. <laughs> And out of not knowing me, you spoke those words to me. And you told the truth. Hmm. How many times have leaders said something encouraging and passing to someone and then forgotten them? That's a whole ministry around oh, Joseph, right? Yes, absolutely. And said that they would do something mm -hmm. and forgotten them. And you never... You never forgot me mm -hmm. and you've created opportunity after opportunity. So how could I possibly Aww. continue in this journey without creating an opportunity for us to have a flip side conversation, conversation. together? Aww. Yes, yes. I'm, uh, I'm excited. <laughs> Nervous? But yet excited. You know what? And and you ha you're always honest. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. So as I referenced earlier, you have served hundreds of women from around the country with the Ministry of Women of Wellness and the nonprofit Teaching to Change Lives. So can you just tell us, like, what made you start the ministry in the first place? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wish I could say that I sought the Lord out in reference to, oh, Lord, I wanted to do this. You know, I need to do this. That was not even something I had thought about. It was a need in me to be connected to other women on the journey. And a connection that was real, mm -hmm. that was authentic, mm -hmm. that was honest, and that was open. Because mm -hmm. I felt as though because of so many issues mm -hmm. that were categorized with having as women, mm -hmm. it kept us from a real authentic connection. So that was something that was in me that I had a desire, but I didn't know how the Lord was gonna respond to it. 
And how WOW really started, it was interesting. I have often shared this story with others. We were in church, mm -hmm. and it was, you know, after being in church for a long day. Because, you know, a lot of times in church when you have more than one service, you're there, you kind of set up in the morning. And normally when you see each other in the morning, you love each other. It's like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, Sister V, it's so good to see you. Yes. Um, so we're excited. We're excited midday. You know, the sermon has now ended. You know, we're still excited. And now we go downstairs, um, normally in the church building, and we have a meal together. We have the second service. You know, we're excited, but not as much. <laughs> and then by the end of the day, when we're kind of cleaning up and doing different things, and all of the excitement that we had earlier in the day, somehow we forget it. And I was downstairs at church after being there probably almost eight to 10 hours. And the women, we were cleaning up and we were just grumbling. You know, it just, all of that positive connection was weaning away. And I was sitting there by myself thinking what I thought to myself. And I said, Lord, why is it that women cannot get along? And I didn't know in the moment of saying that, that he would speak so clearly to me that it almost frightened me. And what he said is that the dilemma that they have in reference to connecting with each other is because they're not well. And he said they're not well spiritually, they're not well financially, they're not well mentally, they're not well emotionally, and they're not well in their relationships. And they attempt to get well apart from me being the well. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so when he said that, Vidra, I was thinking, mm, this sounds like something's going to come out of this, so I'm going to be quiet. And I sat in a moment of, I knew he was saying something about what was to come, but I was too afraid to embrace it. Because yes. then I would have to allow myself to be, you know, open in reference to what he was going to do with me if he was going to use me in the process. So from that, he birthed Women of Wellness. Wow. Yeah. And that's that's what he gave us, the wow. Yes. That everything he does on our journey, he wants it to be connected with us saying and feeling, wow. Yes. Because that's what we should be doing in reference to our relationship with him. Mm -hmm. When we mm -hmm. watch his hand um, moving in our lives, because he's so awesome, it leaves me feeling like, wow, God, wow. you yeah. love me this much that you would allow me to be used as your servant. Yes. Mm -hmm. When I think about so many of the interactions that I'm having in this season, mm -hmm. has I have heard individuals talk about feeling exhausted, feeling unmotivated, feeling unsure. Mm -hmm. And when I think about how empty and exhausted people are sharing that they're feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, Craig Rochelle in one of his leadership podcasts said that people are not tired, they are depleted. If they were just tired, they could take a nap, mm -hmm. get up and keep moving. But right now people are depleted. And what advice would you share or have you learned from some of the wow experiences that you've had over mm -hmm. the years. And it's interesting that you referenced the depleting of it. It makes me think about, is the issue not having enough 
or not allowing enough deposits to take place. Because, you know, I work for a financial institution. And so usually it's not so much that you don't have enough funds to give out. It's have you made enough deposits so that when the funds are needed, then you have something to draw from. So for me on the journey, I think back to what the Lord initially said to me and that he is my source. Because when you think about the well, the well represents the encounter that the Samaritan woman had with Jesus and how that encounter changed her whole life. He was sitting on the well and he was the well. Mm -hmm. So she came there so thirsty. Mm -hmm. You know, she came with an empty pot to fill it up with water. But isn't it something that after her conversation with him, she left that water pot, that empty (laughs) water pot behind and left and ran off to tell somebody else. But the thirst she really had wasn't for the physical, it was the spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so when we're feeling depleted, it is important that we kind of slow down long enough to recognize what's going on in the inside of us. Because usually that depletion is not so much of the external responsibilities, but it's the internal things that we have left kind of unkept. Mm -hmm. We have left um, just ignoring, not recognizing the stuff that we're still carrying that impacts kind of where we are at any given moment. So me stopping to remember kind of what's going on inside of me, putting things in the right perspective. How am I seeing what's taking place? Because how I see it impacts how I respond to it. And then having that quiet moment to get reconnected to my source, because the Lord will never give us an assignment that he's not already prepared us for it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes what we put on our plate has more to do with us than it does with him. So mm-hmm. sometimes we got to reevaluate, well, what, what's on my plate? Did I kind of put this on my plate because it's a need I have? Or is it something that the Lord assigned to me? Yes, there's so much in what you just said. And I appreciate how you went back to your earlier statement. When you heard the assignment, just the initial beginnings mm-hmm. of it, you uh, first you sat still with it. And I think about how often we will run or keep hustling mm. and we call it being busy or trying to fulfill something when in order to do it well, we need to pause and assess, have I made enough deposits Mm -hmm. and am I pouring out in the right places? Mm -hmm. And am I pouring out in ratio to how I'm being refilled. Mm-hmm. And if it if the ratio is off, that's where I think about harmony. Mm-hmm. And it's an opportunity to really identify what is the rhythm between the pouring out and the infilling, because sometimes it gets so lopsided. Mm-hmm. And then we look around and we're frustrated when actually I think about last week's conversation with Michelle Brands mm-hmm. that we put stuff on our plate in a desire to people please instead of really pausing to think about, to listen for, and to study what am I supposed to do mm-hmm. because that's the God assignment I have on my life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're we're hustling so fast 
we're picking things up that weren't we weren't even supposed to be doing in the first place. Oh my goodness, absolutely. Yeah. We learn the difference between busy, being busy and being productive. Because mm. we think the busyness leads to production, but that's not necessarily the case. Yes. And given some of our challenges as women, sometimes the things we pick up has to really do with the personal issues we're still dealing with. Because even the people-pleasing piece of it, it's, all right, I'm still trying to deal with my own issues around self-worth, my own issues around, you know, um, decisions I've made, consequences. I'm carrying all of that. So I keep adding to my plate, somehow trying to heal the hurt Mm -hmm. that's still there. Or even outrun it. I I think about, because you were actually one of the first faith-based organizations that allowed me to openly talk to a congregation around trauma and how it impacts mm-hmm. our thoughts, our heart, mm-hmm. our physical bodies, and our decision-making. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, if we're trying to outrun our past, First of all, it's impossible to do. Amen. And then we look up and we're exhausted because we've not actually paused to recognize mm-hmm. that if I deal with it, at some point I will stop crying. Amen. And I will process it. Amen. Oh. Yeah. So as a leader, um, what do you do to keep moving forward? when there is so much that actually gets pulled from your cup? Hmm. That's an awesome question, a reference to how do you keep moving forward? Mm-hmm. Part of it is I have to keep living forward. Wow. That I have to live in such a way mm-hmm. that I can then work out what I'm living. And so those pause moments, that reconnecting to the Lord. Oftentimes people will ask me, well, where are we going next and what's going on? And you know, you get excited because they're excited, but this journey is about Lord, what would you have me to do? I have to understand and be clear about my assignment, but he also is working on me before I can be positioned to work out my assignment. And I need to be patient. And he's also let me know I'm always talking to you in reference to your assignment. Even when I think back to when he said when we met each other, that means I have to always be paying attention, always be listening. So if I'm doing that, I'm managing all of his assignments appropriately. So he may still give me 15 things to do when I really only wanted five things to do. (laughs) But yet he's working on changing me from the inside out. So how I see my assignment helps me with how I approach it, how I feel about it, how I react to it. Yes. We talked, you actually, I was eavesdropping between you and Keith before we came Mm -hmm. on live (laughs) and talking about that fear of change and moving forward Mm -hmm. and recognizing that as leaders especially and when we talk about leadership i know that you've been a part of some of the john maxwell uh leadership sessions that i've had the privilege of sessions oh thank you that i've had the opportunity to to facilitate so when i talk about leadership i'm not talking about a title I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about a a corner desk or a corner office. 
I'm actually talking about the fact that if you woke up this morning and put your feet on the floor mm -hmm. and you talk to anyone or you were silent to someone, mm -hmm. you have and had influence. Mm -hmm. And at the bottom base foundation of how I define leadership through John Maxwell is its influence, nothing more, nothing less. Mm -hmm. So when you hear me as listeners use the word leader, yes, I'm talking to you because you're breathing, you're walking around and you're yes. influencing. Mm -hmm. As leaders, being afraid of something being different and therefore not moving forward, mm -hmm. what would you say to a leader that you've already said you need to deal with your stuff as, as mm -hmm. and develop, developing as a leader, but they're afraid to do something different? Mm -hmm. What would you share with them? And it's interesting that you brought up the John Maxwell um, journey with you. One of the things I remember you said to us about doing the most difficult thing first. Yeah. And oftentimes our tendency is to leave that to last. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is that we spend all our time and energy in what's easy. So then we can justify why we believe we're too tired to do what the hard things, which is what we should have done in the first place. And so I would say to people, challenge yourself to grow beyond what is most comfortable for you. Yeah. And that's really where you have to really trust what the Lord has instilled in you. Mm -hmm. And that trust has to be more than just what you say mm -hmm. is what you live. And I'm so grateful how the Lord keeps pressing on me when I go back to him to say, well, Lord, you know, I know you said for me to do this, but, you know, he says, but. Okay, once you tell me, you know what I said to do, where's this but coming from? Mm -hmm. Because as we know, when we say but, it cancels out everything else. Yes. And so I'm even learning different terminology where now it's, yet, Lord, I'm <laughs> challenged, but I'm challenged in such a way I'm coming to you, asking you mm -hmm. for the specifics of what I need to do as your leader. Mm -hmm. Because when you recognize you're not leading for yourself, you're leading for something greater. And sometimes when you recognize that it's not just for you, it puts you in a better place that you understand that you must press forward. You know, I even think about with the Wow Sisters that I get so much out of it, but when I recognize how much they get out of it, it helps me to understand I can't fall back on my assignment. Mm -hmm. Too much is at stake for me to give up because I'm tired, I'm depleted, I'm so many of those things. Yes, I get there. The Lord allows me to share that with them. He even allows me to share it with my sisters in recognizing I'm not gonna stay there. That depleted situation is just a moment. It's not a place. Because when I think about it as a place, then I'll camp out there. I don't want to camp out. I, I want to have a moment of, listen, I don't feel like it, Lord. I'm tired, A, B, and C, and all that other stuff. But he already has told me, bring all of that to me. Yes. I know you're going to be weary, but I will replenish everything that you know you need to be the leader I have called you to be. Being honest, being mm -hmm. vulnerable, recognizing how there's a responsibility in refilling those dry places. Mm -hmm. 
And when I think about the title for our episode of Watering a Thirsty Soul, Mm -hmm. there's a responsibility as a leader to understand that if I am not continuing to do the work on me, Mm -hmm. then I'm creating a lid for the possibilities of others. And in essence, either I need to continue to grow mm-hmm. and and absolutely be continue to be a tool mm-hmm. or, or or God forbid he moves me out of the way because I'm being disobedient. Mm-hmm. There's something for me in 2022 that uh, I pick a word, as you know, mm-hmm. every year. And uh, this this year, the word for me is meaning hmm. because I find as leaders sometimes, especially when they have big God size assignments <laughs> on their lives, that we can get comfortable in the talent mm. of what we bring to a situation and try to ride that talent out Mm-hmm. And the assignment continues to get bigger and bigger. And there needs to be a point in time in which I do the work to go deeper and deeper mm-hmm. so that I continue to really understand the meaning, mm-hmm. to sharpen my skill, to to mm. admit that I did not know, but I'm willing to seek out those who will teach me mm-hmm. so that I can continue to get larger and more useful and not just ride the wave of the talent that I bring to oh a situation. That's so powerful because oftentimes those of us who feel like the Lord has given us an opportunity to move forward, we believe we're the ones that should be giving instead of positioning ourselves to receive. You know, the best leader is the best follower. Yes. You know, the best teacher is the best student. So always being put in a position to learn intentionally, not just force to learn in reference to you show up because you need to be seen as showing up, but you come with the intention of knowing you need to sharpen your skill. Mm-hmm. And so sharpening your skill should um, lessen our fearfulness because usually we're fearful because we don't believe we have the ability to do. And at times we may not have the ability in the moment, but it doesn't mean that we don't have the ability to get what is needed. And so again, all of that the Lord uses that I'm so grateful. He always reminds me, it's not about in my own strength, Mm -hmm. but it's relying in his strength Mm -hmm. and relying on his wisdom that he will put me in place in order to gain the skills that I need. Because that's another reason when we come together as women of wellness, I need to sit in the sessions with everybody else. Me too. I tell my sisters, listen, you know, because the Lord may use me to facilitate a process, it doesn't mean that I don't need it. So I look forward to every general session, every breakout session to have that opportunity to sit and be fed so I can be that much more prepared for what it is that he desires. Because there's always more to come. Yes. Because if I'm not ready for the more to come, why would the Lord leave me here? Right. We are his only change agency left here to do his work. And he expects us to be prepared and to be ready, willing, and able. Yes. Mm-hmm. When I think about the season and time, uh, and I posted this this week, that I had been um, allowing 
ex the experiences of of my job of the assignment to completely deplete me physically i had been a speaker but now i was launching my own business so i had been a mm -hmm. director i worked for organizations i had um fine-tuned my craft as mm. a speaker but now I was getting ready to walk into being a CEO, which is a different skill set. Amen. And instead of just relying on the skills I had developed as a speaker to hopefully transfer mm -hmm. as a CEO, I needed to sit with others who had financial experience, who were able to coach and guide me on mm -hmm. how you take care of yourself physically when you are leading organizations. Yes. And so it's recognizing when the change is happening, and I feel like we're speaking to a leader who is in the middle of a shift or they're getting ready to walk into a change. Mm -hmm. And you had a set of skills that brought you to this threshold mm -hmm. it is now time for you to pursue the next set of skills Amen. that will help you do the assignment in excellence at the next level mm -hmm. do not continue to depend on amen the mm -hmm. one set of skills you had that got you there and i had to be willing to recognize i don't know how to run a company as a ceo so what do i need to learn about mm -hmm. infrastructure about staffing about finances mm -hmm. and in some ways that leaves a leader feeling really vulnerable mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. and, and it kind of leaves you feeling like you're in a dry place mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so sometimes recognizing what the thirst really is helps you to be positioned to do what needs to be done so you don't have to stay there. Because I even think about the difference between thirst and thirsty. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. thirst has to do with kind of our source. Because the Lord, even in his conversation with the Samaritan woman, he talked about that you don't have to thirst anymore. He reassured her that everything that she needed was in him. But being thirsty is not a bad thing. It's like what you taught us about fear. You said having fear is not a bad thing because fear sometimes reminds you of things you need to be aware of, the protective pieces. So when you get that thirsty, that means you are not feeding yourself what is needed to tap into the thirst of what has been given to you. Yes. Yeah. I'm curious in your honesty and vulnerability. <laughs> Can you share a flip side story with us that has shaped you as a woman and as a leader? Hmm. Probably one of the most impactful things in reference to the flip side story, because I kind of have one every day. You know, when I start with the Lord in reference to my whole list of things that I kind of give to him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, when you put a list of things on the paper and the Lord says, I heard all of that, turn the paper over. Now I need to remind you of who I am. Yes. And then when you recognize who I am and you continuously speak my word to yourself, it will help you to see what all the stuff you had on the other side of that paper, what you need to do. 
So that's my daily kind of flip side. All right, Lord, now I'm better positioned. But it was when I first started in reference to the work with the women of wellness and my desire to put things in place so that it would be everything that the women needed. What I learned in moments of different challenges is that I cannot let the process overshadow the people. Wow. Because sometimes you can be so entrenched and engaged in the work, mm -hmm. the work becomes a priority and not the people. The work is for the people, not the people for the work. And so the Lord had to remind me of that in the midst of me kind of exhausting myself, trying to do all of this stuff that I lost sight of kind of is for the people. And so even sometimes in the moments when a people situation comes up, when there's a need for prayer, when there's a need for conversation, that I don't lose sight of, that's the priority. I know all of this other stuff with the processes are still going on, but the Lord says the priority are the people. You have to see my people the way I do. You absolutely are. You just touched on so much of what I have been coaching and consulting on in both ministry and the marketplace. Because the moment you just laid that out, it just went to my core because I have been in places where people because first of all, they've been afraid of dealing with their own stuff, mm. that they're focused on the programming, the handout, mm. the brochure, mm -hmm. the activity, and they'll come and they'll say, well, so I, I tried to give this handout. I tried to do this activity. They didn't come. Mm -hmm. Or I, I offered them this handout and it had the checklist of things they needed to do. Mm -hmm. And I've paused them and said, you know what people want the most right now after two years of isolation, of change fatigue, of feeling uh, full of fear? Mm. People want to be seen. Amen. They want ministries. They want agencies. They want community leaders Amen. to actually see them and allow them to share honestly mm -hmm. where they are without shame and judgment and not quickly reach for the brochure or the statement. And, and she might kick me out, y'all, but not the quick scripture, mm -hmm. but actually oh, listen Mm -hmm. and see me and speak to me in a way in which you are acknowledging where I am. And after you see them, mm -hmm. then their soul, the relationship begins and their soul opens up to be able to receive. But people are tired of, do, let's just get back to something Ooh. or let's just, let's get back to how things used to be, yeah. or let's just keep things the way they used, used to be. Yeah. People are done. But you know what? It's interesting that so often we kind of will have that response. But if you follow how the Lord was in reference to his word, did he not always stop? 
and be there to hear, to connect, to respond to the people in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yet we try to follow his example by making it our example. Yes. So what you stated in reference to us just kind of, there is no going back. He told us, leave what's behind us behind us. Press on, move forward. Go where I'm taking you. I often tell people, don't go through, grow through. Because yes. see, once you grow through something, then the old things don't fit anymore. Yes. You're now in a different place. You're a different person. And that's a good thing in reference to your growing as a result of your relationship with the Lord. Um, so we do need to move forward. And people do want to feel like they're seen, they're heard, you connect with them. And you know, it's interesting, sometimes my sisters will say, oh, but Dill, you, you kind of share so much. And I tell people, you can't hurt me with my story. I, you know, all of my bad mistakes, my problems and all of that, listen, I can share it with you. One of the stories I often tell people that they look at me kind of crazy because I'm married to a pastor. <laughs> They'll say, you know, I'll tell people, listen, you know, I'm, this is my third husband that and like the Samaritan woman I said but I can promise you it's my last one mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. what I didn't know and understand when I was younger and different things I admit a lot of my issues and problems came out of me but because the Lord loves me so much when I was in my dry places when I was thirsty depleted depressed all of that he never lost sight of what he placed in me. Mm-hmm. And that kept drawing me to him, that I got to a place that I start thirsting for him. Because before I was thirsting for what the world had mm-hmm. to offer. And that was a temporary quenching of what I really needed. But now, because of my relationship with him and who he helped me to know that I am, I seek him all the time in reference to quenching my thirst. So it prepares me for the work. So I don't have to go to a dry place, even though I can have a dry moment. Yes. When you talked about moving forward, it it brought me to, and, and I got permission, um, because I know our radio audience can't see the key around my neck. And Uh, We're going to explain to you about the WOW uh, Women of Wellness Conference, but you have not been to a conference until you've been to a WOW conference. And and those WOW sisters of mine who are on social media right now, I need you to click the heart button because Uh, you you sisters. I am telling the truth. You have not been to a conference until you've been to a WOW conference. What conference gives you a bag? (laughs) <laughs> gives you speak not not one of those little cheap little uh, fabric plastic or um canvas recyc- yeah canvas <laughs> recycling bags an actual purse bag and an abundance of gifts and knowledge and t-shirts and um and and grab bags but this year we all had jewelry boxes and inside the box was a key. It is a necklace, it is beautiful. And each one of us over, how many women? It was 350 of us. 350 women, all from the jewelry store. Not, not, not. Zales. Yes, (laughs) from Zales, yes. Have a key around our neck. And the context of this key, I think, is so important in your statement that we have to move 
forward mm -hmm. because this key for all of us who were a part of 2022's conference, we made a vow that we're not going to turn back. Amen. Can you tell us a little bit more about why the key? Mm -hmm. It's something how when the Lord gives an assignment, um, especially when he's given me, wow, he only gives me bits and pieces. He never gives me the whole picture. Part of that is because he's working on me in the midst of working through me. And so he always starts out kind of what our focus was. So the focus was position for wellness, letting go our water pot. Because you know, again, back to the Samaritan woman, she let go of her water pot as a result of her encounter. But what happens to us as women, after our initial relationship with the Lord, we're excited. But then reality of the real world, we go back and pick up the very things that we let go of. And so he says, I need my children, my daughters to re be reminded that they need to let it go and move forward. And so he usually always takes us through in reference to our general sessions, our break. Everything is always connected. But he said to me at the end, I want them to understand the journey I had them on is for a reason. I want them to take away what they learned use that and all of the things that they asked me to release them from, I need them to let that go and don't look back yes. where they've come from, move forward and go where I'm taking them. So he always gives us something that's symbolic as a reminder. And it was something I love that he gave something that's close to our heart. Yes. Even the, the, the process that is connected on both sides, mm -hmm. what he said is that I want my daughters to remember they're not left hanging. They got a sister on each side, that they will always be connected to them that's connected to the ultimate key, which is me. Yes. And when he gave that, I'm like, Lord, first of all, how are we going to do this <laughs> with 300 and some women? He says, remember, I am the why. Mm -hmm. When you understand why you're doing it, allow me to provide the provisions for what needs to take place. Yes. So that's symbolic of no turning back. He is moving us forward. And we need to embrace that, be excited about that, allow that to quench our thirst. We don't have to be in dry places and stay there. Oh my goodness. Yes. We don't have to be in dry places and stay there. Mm -hmm. There's also something you referenced as you were just talking that I think people need to hear again, recognizing because, and we've had this conversation before, that we will sometimes go to things mm. and have this whole emotional moment and actually Sister. experience revolutionary change. Mm -hmm. And it will be this wave and then step out of there and get shocked that life is still waiting for us mm -hmm. on the other side of the conference door. Amen. And, and not getting surprised by the fact that you are still going to need to do some work to move forward. Amen. And don't turn back to default habits mm. that you were comfortable with. It's now he's he has given you, he has fed you, yes. he has addressed the depleted dry places. Mm -hmm. Trust him at his word. Trust. 
and recognize that if you keep going, mm -hmm. he will meet you at each step of that. And don't be surprised that the enemy does not want you Amen. to be free, mm -hmm. but you serve a greater God. Amen. Oh, oh my goodness. You know what? I can't, I can't believe, but you do. Do you realize that our hour is almost over? Oh my over? goodness. I know, but we cannot let this time pass. We've referenced it, but we have not told people that. So as a leader, you have, which many people, it's difficult to do. You created something that has continued to build momentum every year thank you lord from 2012 it continues to get bigger it continues to reach farther can you give kind of a, a fuller context of what is wow and what can people <laughs> expect from wow 2024 because she only does this y'all every two years mm -hmm. so wow 2024 is coming up and so let can you give them a little <laughs> bit of an understanding about wow um mercy you know what i kind of sum it up that we are a community of sisters that's creating a sisterhood community mm. that's how i see our connection and our journey together um you know, when I think about all the Lord has done, all he is doing and all he will continue to do, he is creating opportunities for us to be connected to him, but connected to each other. Um, and so if I think about what's coming 2024, I will tell you, like I often tell a good sister friend of mine, I'm not sure <laughs> until the Lord tells me. And you know what's interesting? He always gives gives me something in the moment at the end of a conference that says what's coming. And so right after the conference ended, I was watching kind of a video clip from one of our wild sisters and she was talking about going back home and excited that you know, her plants were still, you know, doing so well. And she was outside watering them and how much excitement and joy she got out of watching them grow. And in the moment of watching the video, the Lord says, your next focus is, um, prepared for wellness, it's growing season. Oh, and I'm like, yes. Lord, that, that I'm like, Ooh, yes. it's growing season. He says, I've taken you on a journey to prepare you. You understand the value and the worth of spending time with me and with one another. You understand that you can't grow without my word, mm -hmm. without understanding it to the point of applying it to your life. Um, that it is real, that it is relevant, but it's now time to grow in reference to the assignment I have given to each of you. Because I often tell my wild sisters, listen, whatever you see in me is not so unique and special to me. All he's doing is showing you what it looks like when he works through you. So I get excited. Listen, I'm, I'm on the journey. I'm a sister with you. What the Lord is saying, what you see is what I see in you. Yes. So remember, when you recognize my assignment, I want you to be ready and prepared. And the last thing in reference to the every two years, he said, first of all, I can't let my children have this every two years because I need them to use what I've given them before they're ready for what's next. He says, because I don't want them to do exactly what you said. Just be excited 
and then when the excitement is over they don't remember anything i told them so i need to make sure that what i gave them in that year that they're going to use it because we all walk away with a responsibility to use what we've been given so we're prepared for what's next so we will come together in september yes. 2024 prepared for wellness is growing season it's growing season i love that mm -hmm. and something else you just um said that resonates with me as well that sometimes especially when we're preparing for a growing season there's a stretching that has to happen mm -hmm. and sometimes when we are uh watching someone else's gift we can default that oh well they're so good at that mm. that you know i could never do that and we discount what god is putting in us amen and telling us to do because it doesn't look like what somebody else Ooh. is doing and they have studied to show themselves approved they have invested mm -hmm. they have continued to cultivate and pour in in order to pour out and it is not um it shortchanges our God for us to look at other people and say, wow, look at what's happening in them. And that's because they're so gifted. My Lord. And then we sit back and say, well, that's, that's just because they're gifted. Mm -hmm. No, sis, there's something you have been assigned to do. Amen. And are you using this time to get ready? Amen. That's oh. it. Oh. That's it. That's the whole reason why WOW exists. Yeah. Is to yeah. Pay, take people through that very process to get to that very understanding that you just stated. Yes. Well, we have uh, one minute left. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know people are like, well, I, I, miss, I missed 2012 <laughs> to 2022, but how can I make sure I'm a part of 2024? How can people follow you? How can they find out more information? Where should they be looking? Well, um, we do have a Facebook page that's called Women of Wellness. We also have a page in reference to Wild Registered Sisters. Um, we do have a website. You know, I have to always write it down. I tell people I'm getting a little old to try to do it from my memory. But um, the website is teaching2, and that's tochange.org. Um, they can go out to our website to see any information. Um, they can also inbox me because what we're now doing, because we had such um, overwhelming response in reference to people interested to let us know they would like information about the conference. We have a Google interest form that they can complete. So if you're not already connected, it's still an opportunity to be connected. Um, you can kind of send me a note on any one of those pages or um, send us a note via the website. Or you can inbox me to let me know I need more information. I'd like to fill out a form. Registration should begin probably about the end of July. You know, we're always prayerful about what the Lord is going to do by way of kind of finalizing our location and all all the particulars that go um, with it because we try to take time to do things decently and in order mm -hmm. and according to the Holy Spirit's leading. Um, but we welcome anybody who is interested, but no, 
once registration starts, it's first come, first serve. Um, we were 350 in 2022. We'll probably be about 450, 475. So right now we had 470 people to express their interest and asking for 282 rooms. So that's not to discourage anyone, but just to kind of let you know when it starts happening, you want to kind of get on board as soon as you see information. But we welcome any sister that wants to be a part of the sisterhood. Again, I always say we are a community of sisters um, developing a sisterhood community. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And there you have it, the flip side of adversity, watering your thirsty soul. Thank you Amen. so much. Thank you. Lady Dale Sharp Lee, it has been a pleasure. And we'll see you next week. All right. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.